0: Hello and welcome to the Soul Yes podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Maria. I'm a transformational coach and business mentor, and I'm here to remind you that you can live a soul aligned life and achieve your goals. If you're ready to create a life by design, unlock your infinite potential, and step into an aligned adventure, then you're in the right place. The Soul Yes Podcast will help you up level your reality, take those leaps, and live a life that feels like a full body Soul Yes. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Yes Podcast. I actually have a solo episode for you today. So, I did a poll on my Instagram stories and what came up was actually you wanted more solo episodes. So I'm going to make sure that I really prioritize these. And if there is something specific that you want me to share or talk around or answer any questions, please just do pop me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you ladies. It's at I am Alexandria Maria. I've got a really, really juicy episode for you today. I have very recently just had my first six-figure month in my business which honestly i feel like i'm still like blown away by it i feel in such deep gratitude and something that really comes through for me is particularly because of the kind of business that i run every time i hit a milestone in my business what gets me really excited is that i can then help other women implement things in their own business to hit those milestones as well so i'm just absolutely buzzing now that i feel i can guide other women to getting not just six figure years but six bigger months so that's super super exciting and something yeah, I'm really excited to share with you all, particularly because this episode is going to be focused on how exactly I went from making three hundred and twenty pounds a month to my first six figure month. So I actually did this as a little bit of an Instagram live the other day. And I got so into it. This is really embarrassing. I can't believe I'm making this. When I looked at my Whoop band afterwards, in fact, I better explain what a Whoop band is first. Whoop is a kind of like tracking band. So it tracks your sleep, it tracks your heart rate variability, it tracks your strain, all these things. And I just really wanted to start to really reprioritize my health. So I thought getting one of these bands would really help me do that. I'm really enjoying it so far. I feel like I'm not using it to its maximum. But yeah, I'm going to keep you posted on how that goes because I'm really into all these kind of like biohacking things and I want to share more of them with you all. Anyway, I looked at my week after I'd done this live and my heart rate, it thought I'd done a workout. I had got so excited doing this Instagram live and all the feedback, all the questions during it were just epic. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn it into a bit of a more fleshed out podcast episode, particularly because as is always the way afterwards, I was like, I should have mentioned this. I should have mentioned that. So if you did tune into the live, there's so much extra juice in this episode. So you're definitely gonna to want to listen. I'm gonna share with you how I went from 320 pounds a month to six figure a month. One of the first things that I have to mention is getting visible. And I really want to clarify this because often when we say get visible, we automatically think Instagram. Well, Instagram is an amazing place to be. It's free, it helps you reach your ideal clients and customers, it helps you build your business. You know, it's essentially free marketing, which is epic. However, there are a few caveats on this. One, it's only really good if your ideal client actually hangs out on Instagram. So that's definitely something you want to be thinking about. Although I would say the vast majority of people are hanging out on Instagram, but I don't know what your niche is. I don't know who you're serving. So it's definitely worth thinking, is this the place they're actually hanging out the most? And is this the place where they actually buy things? You know, not just where they hang out, but do they actually take action based on this? And I just want to like build on that for a second, actually, because I was speaking to a friend the other day, for example, and she was like, I just don't get Instagram shopping. She's like, I never buy. I never buy off Instagram. It's not going to be a thing. She's like, I don't even follow clothes brands, which I thought was really interesting. And think about it. Say, for example, I was mentoring you and you are a clothes brand right now. Not all your ideal customers will buy off Instagram. Some people are heavily influenced through Instagram, but for example, with me, I actually often buy off cookies. So, you know, when you have like the cookies and then it like targets you with all these ads every time you go on a web page. Well, Revolve has got me down. So, Actually, in terms of like my buying behaviors, in terms of clothing and brands like that, it's more based on me browsing on other web pages than Instagram. Gone on a slight tangent there, but I just wanted to really flesh that out a little bit because I think we automatically assume Instagram is the absolute bee's knees. I do a lot of training with women around Instagram, how to build their communities, how to turn content into cash. But I think it's really important to clarify that as a first initial step. When I'm saying get visible, though, I don't just mean Instagram. And by this, I mean workshops. So workshops, collaborations, things like this, because I think this is a really beautiful way of accessing other audiences. Using other people's know, like, and trust to build your own, building authority, building expertise, getting out to new audiences, and really letting them experience what it's like to work with you. One of the main things that I did to build my coaching business so quickly was I did workshops. Some of these were a complete flop. So you might have heard me talk about this before, but I ran a workshop where it was all down to me to do all the advertising, all the rest of the promotion. I sold two tickets. Now, I was actually super proud of those two tickets. And those women gave me incredible feedback. So I was happy to be of service. I got a few friends last minute to like, come and join and like fill out some numbers, flesh it out a little bit. But what was important was that I kept going. And I think a lot of people that I work with, a lot of the women that I work with might put something out there. It doesn't work instantaneously. And then they get, then give up. And what you actually want to be doing is going, okay, what worked, what didn't work? And a really kind of super speedy way to hit success with workshops is to do collaborations. So what I then did was I would collaborate with members clubs or... I did a collaboration with a beautiful crystal store in East London. She's lost control, if you know it. It's so epic. And I did collaborations with them, which meant I could access their audiences. They'd already built that know, like, and trust factor with their audiences. And therefore, the people coming in and buying the tickets already had that kind of trust with me, already had that kind of rapport, even though they may not have directly known who I was or experienced my work before. So when I say get visible, think outside the box. Don't just think Instagram, although Instagram is so. Important if your ideal clients and customers are hanging out there, but think of other ways that you can collaborate, ways that you can get out to different audiences. So I just want to think of like a product-based example as well, because I know I mentioned clothing stores previously, and I do still work with a lot of product-based businesses. But an example from the product-based business that I used to run, we would do a lot of collaborations with influencers. So we would do influencer gifting and send them peaceful boxes or collaborate with other food brands to get out to wider audiences. So again, it's really this idea of collaboration, building your know, like, and trust, your expertise, your authority quickly by leaning into other people people's know, like, and trust factor with their communities and their audiences. So the second thing that I want to talk around in terms of hitting those six figure months is finding your niche. So I know everyone bangs on about niche and I know it feels like, oh yeah, I've heard it all before. But honestly, the more you can refine your niche, the more directly you can speak to your ideal clients and customers and really powerfully share with them how you're going to create transformation in their life, the easier things are going to flow. And I mean that in terms of your content's going to flow, it's going to be an easier yes from your clients and customers. Everything's just going to really move in a much smoother way. And again, I say this from someone who did not nail their niche to begin with. So my niche was super generic to begin with, and I actually didn't ever mean to be a business mentor. (laughs) I used to business mentor people over coffees when I was running my product-based business because... We'd achieved a lot of success, so to speak, very quickly. We were listed in all these retail stores. We'd done it very quickly. And whenever there was like a founder, particularly a female founder who wanted some advice, wanted some help, I would always go meet up with them and you know give them some advice, give them some help. When I went into coaching, I kind of forgot about this. I was like, I'm doing more life coaching, more transformational coaching. This is what I'm going to focus on. And it was actually only because some of the women who would see me in my product-based business reached out and said, I have a product-based business. I'd love some actual coaching around that, that I actually went into business mentoring and discovered such a love and such a passion for it. And it's one of those things where you look back and the breadcrumbs all add up because I used to geek the fuck out in my business masters on strategy. Like I came first in class at one of like the world's best business schools when it came to international business strategy I love global marketing, all these things. I was helping all these women anyway, through these conversations, in my product-based business. It just made complete sense that actually this was going to be my niche. But at the time it didn't, at the time I had to explore a little bit. And I did go through a period where my niche wasn't clear. I was kind of still doing transformational coaching, still kind of focusing on business and trying to speak to both audiences. Now, it is worth mentioning, I do still do transformational life coaching and work with clients on a one-on-one basis. And I do have a beautiful, beautiful program, a six-week self-study, all based on rediscovering yourself, rediscovering your purpose, rediscovering what you want from your life, and actually making that become a reality. However, I have niched into speaking about business, business mentoring. And from there, it's really allowed me to grow and scale my business. And it's made everything a lot easier. My clients, my community know what they're coming to me for. And I know what kind of content really will resonate with them, help them, entertain them. So everything just flows. So I really encourage you to try and find your niche. Remember, your niche is not cutting out ideal clients and customers. It's making it an easier yes for the people who you are serving. So I always give this example, but I'm going to give it because I think it's so powerful. If you wanted to work with a business mentor right now, and there was someone who did a little bit of Reiki healing, a little bit of breath work, a little bit of life coaching, maybe a little bit of relationship coaching, and they business mentored on the side versus someone who purely focus on business mentoring and coaching and getting their clients epic results, helping them build and scale their businesses, create more revenue, create more profit. Who are you going to go with? Are you going to go with the person who has the fingers in all the pies Or you're going to go with the person who's a real expert in that niche. You're going to go with the expert. If you just feel into it, like I know who I'm going to go with. So really don't be afraid of niching down. It's going to make it an easier yes. It's going to actually make it easier for your clients and customers to find you. So I really, really recommend that. So number three is get good at selling. And I know that's going to trigger the fuck out of loads of you listening because it used to trigger the fuck out of me. I hated selling. Honestly, it gave me the ick. I was like, gross, don't want to do it. I literally had this belief. I'm going to share this with you just in case it resonates with any of you. But I was like, I'm too nice to sell. I thought I was too nice a person to sell. What I came to realize is I wasn't serving myself or my business, but more importantly, I wasn't serving my clients by not being able to sell. Because ultimately, if someone is coming on a call with me, if someone's really interacting with my content or resonating with me or DMing me, It's because there is a pain point in their life. There's something they're struggling with. And it's because I have the solution and I have the answer to that. However, it isn't always as easy as that. You know, making these decisions are scary. I remember asking Jake about this mastermind that I wanted to join. It was a business mastermind and it was $15,000. I was so scared. And the reason I had to ask him is because I didn't have that money we had it in savings for us to buy a property. And I had to ask if we could take this money from the, the sensible option, which is, you know, supposedly buying property and all the rest of it, which I'm not knocking either, by the way, I own property. I think it's an amazing place to invest. But I think sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because we're so busy trying to save for that property that we're stopping ourselves earning more money and we could use that money towards buying the property. Anyway, I digress. I had to ask him if I could borrow this money and basically invest in this mastermind. So scary but it was the best decision I ever made. I needed support through that decision-making process from the coach that I was investing in so that I felt safe in that investment. And so that I could really truly go into that with full belief and feeling really good about it, despite the fact it was scary, despite the fact there was some fear there, despite the fact it was showing my limiting beliefs. I was like, am I actually capable of this? Can I really make this work? It really supported me through that decision-making process. And you have to get good at doing the same thing for your clients. You have to get good at supporting them through the decision-making process so that they're not being led by their limiting beliefs. They're not being led by the same pain points that are keeping them stuck where they are. When I speak about pain points and struggles, you know, this applies to products and service-based businesses. Because if you have a product, you're solving a certain problem, you're a solution to a certain issue that your customer is having. So you really want to be thinking in terms of this and how can you support them through to this decision that will support them the most, which more often than not, there are obviously always cases where this isn't the case, but more often than not, the thing that is going to support them the most is getting them the support they need, getting them the solutions they need so that they can really go to the next level. So... You really need to get good at selling. You need to fall in love with selling. And from someone, you know, I shared with you, it gave me the absolute ick. I thought it was a no from me. I've invested in sales coaches. I've worked very closely with them. And I now feel super confident in sales myself. feel really confident sharing that with my clients who I work with. So they all become sales badasses as well. You can find it could be a really beautiful process. I actually had a call just yesterday with a beautiful, inspiring woman who is joining the Soulful Startup. And she actually said to me, she was like, I just want to say how much I'm resonating with you on this call and how much of a contrast this is because I actually, I'll be completely honest, I had another sales call yesterday with another kind of coaching business to help me. And it felt so salesy. I felt so icky afterwards. I actually cried. I mean, this nearly brought me to tears because I think it reflects so badly on the coaching industry, but... Anyway, she was saying, you know, how awful it felt, but she didn't feel that way on, on the call with me. So sales doesn't have to be icky. It doesn't have to be ramming things down people's throats. There are really beautiful ways of making it a supportive process to support your future client and customer. So we've had getting visible. We've had finding your niche or have getting good at sales. The next one that I'm going to share really links to sales as well. And again, this isn't something that I mentioned my Instagram live, but really working on your money mindset. You know, be radically honest with yourself. Where are you having money mindset issues? Because if the money you're bringing in isn't matching your desires, then it's quite likely there's something not fitting with the money mindset. Are you ready to create wild abundance, scaling to six figures and beyond? Are you ready to move out of that startup energy and embody the CEO of your life and business? Do you want to be the go-to expert in your industry? And do you want to unite with your sisters, a network of women embodying soul for success? And most importantly, are you ready to expand your life and business beyond your wildest dreams and create a reality even better than your vision board? Well, this is your time because the expansion is here. The Expansion Mastermind is a six-month intimate container for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to expand their impact and abundance whilst embodying harmony in their life. It truly is a mastermind for your business as well as your mind, body, and soul. This is going to be application only, so if you are ready to expand, then drop me a DM with the word expand at I am Alexandria Maria for more details. I can't wait to help you all expand with me. Doing money mindset work is one of the most empowering things you can do you know, I'm super honest about money. I'm super open. I do that with purpose. I do that because for a long time, I was scared of money. I was scared of talking about money. And I kept myself in a corporate job that I didn't love because I was convinced it was the only way I could make money. So I feel it's really important to share that with my community, with my audience, not because I'm showing off. I have no desire to show off my earnings, but to a, show that the techniques I use do work. And to be showing that I'm in integrity, you know, it worries me that there's business coaches out there who are business coaching founders who aren't even full-time in their own business, who aren't actually making enough money in their own business to support themselves. I want to show that I'm leading with integrity, but also blasting through some of the limiting beliefs that come up for women because I've been there and I know what it's like to feel trapped by them. I don't want the same for any other woman. I've done a hell of a lot of work on my money mindset around, it. it really isn't that long ago. I think it's about 14 months ago. I had around, I think it was like 14 Ks worth of debt. The reason I can't remember the number exactly as well is because I would like close my eyes to it. I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to look at it. I had three or four credit cards that were maxed out. I was in my overdraft all the time. And to now be completely debt free and to have savings and to feel supported, to have team members that I can pay and support just feels incredible. And it really speaks to me the power of money mindset and really working on that. And when I powerfully work on my money mindset, I had a plan. I put a plan in place. I, you know, I got, I looked at my debt. I faced it head on and it was like, right, okay, it's going to take me two years to pay that back. It ended up taking me two months, like two months. It was wild. So money mindset is so, so powerful. And, you know, I keep saying it, new level, new devil, but every time you're kind of expanding your pricing or you're trying to hit a new earning target, you need to be working on your money mindset, I do And just to put this into perspective, I do about two hours of subconscious mindset work every day at the moment because I've been shifting a lot on my business. As I said, I've had my, my biggest month today. I've had a six-figure month and that's required a hell of a lot of mindset work. So I don't want to just sit here and, you know, Like you do it once and then it's all good. This is a continuous process. This is something you continue working on, but it feels really good to be doing that. So we've had Get Visible, Find Your Niche, Get Great at Sales, Money Mindset. The next thing I want to talk about, and this is more coaching specific, although there are ways to think about product-based businesses in terms of scaling your offering as well, is creating group offerings. So if you're one-to-one coaching, I'm high-fiving you, love one-to-one coaching, But how scalable is that in your business? Like, because if you're doing one-to-one coaching and say you had 15 clients, which for me personally is too much energy to hold as one-to-one clients, I've been there, I've done that, I've got the t-shirt and learned the lesson, but you know, if you've got 15 clients, you've got them those 15 hours with them, plus any time in between if you're providing extra support. It's very hard to scale that because in order, yes, you can raise your prices, but beyond that, you still have to be using those 50 an hour per client, so to speak. Whereas if you can create a group offering and if you can do it really, really well, which is something I really pride myself on. And I do have testimonials that attest to this saying, you know, even though it was a group, I felt so individually held within the group. If you can do it well, you can serve more people within that time, therefore creating more impact. It's the idea of one to many. Group offerings are really going to help you scale your business and scale your income as well, because it's much easier to bring more people into those group offerings without losing any of the impacts. And that's really important for me. I think to be an integrity, a group offering can't lose its impact. It still has to be the most incredible, life-changing or business-changing experience they've ever been in. So group offerings are really powerful. Again, I'm going to give a caveat. And um, actually, this is something else that came up on one of the discovery calls that I've had this week. And... Um, this wonderful woman was mentioning that she'd been in a group program and this group program was targeted on helping people launch group offerings. Now, I personally don't feel you should necessarily be going straight into launching a group offering. Again, there's always exceptions to this rule, but I don't think launching group offerings is the best strategy when it comes to building a coaching business. I actually personally believe that you want to be near to selling out your one-to-ones I'm really using that as your um, initial offering before you launch a group offering. And this is for a number of reasons. Firstly, it's no easier to sell a group offering than it is a one-to-one. And I think a lot of people think, I'm not saying my one-to-one, I'm going to sell a group offering, it's going to be easier, it'll be a lower investment. But it's often not about the investment. It's often that you are not actually got the messaging right. It's not actually selling the transformation that your clients truly desire. So going straight into a group offering doesn't always work. Also, and linked to that, in order to create a truly powerful group offering, you want to be going not just of what you think they need, but off the client journey that you've witnessed. And the best way to work intimately with this is to have worked with one to one clients through their own client journey. So you can really take the framework of what they go through, what the Journey looks like and apply that to a group offering. There are, of course, like I said, exceptions to this rule. So, you know, if you've already got like a really big audience, if they already know, like, and trust you, if you already feel like you intimately know the journey that they go through, if you're focusing more on teaching rather than coaching, there are ways that you can move through these group options. But I always advocate for my clients getting booked out or close to booked out with their one-to-ones first. And that's something we make happen. I actually just had a comment on one of my latest Instagram posts from one of the beautiful ladies in the Soulful Startup at the moment saying how she's been booked out for the past two months, which is so epic. So yeah, launching group offerings are epic, but all in good time. The next thing that I'm going to mention in terms of kind of getting from those couple of hundred pound months to six figure months is creating a ladder of offerings. So again, this is not something I would suggest in your early stages of a business. Maybe it's something you do want to keep in mind, but this is definitely for the women who are at the scaling point. So maybe you're already hitting those 5K, 10K months already. This is kind of one of the next steps that I would have you considering if we were working together and working on together. I feel like I'm dropping in so many client stories at the moment, but honestly, like, I've just been blown away by women at the moment. I'm helping a client launch a group offering. And we did a power out together and mapped out the whole thing. And oh my God, it's going to be insane. Another client's just sold seven spaces to a brand new group offering. So many epic things going on around this, but A ladder of offerings is essentially having an offering for for someone at every price point. Now, again, caveats to this, not everyone likes to have this. Some people like to be purely high ticket. I would say in general, my offerings are fairly high ticket and that my lowest price point isn't that low. But for me, it's because I advocate for quality and giving you the best quality and you being worthy of that. I also know the power of the programs that I have and how much money they can help people make. So I'm very mindful of that. I also feel like it's an integrity as well. You know, I can't be undervaluing and underpricing my own services and then advocating for my clients to fully charge their worth. So I really focus on pricing around the transformation, but... With that, I still do have a ladder of offerings and price points for different entry levels so people can access my programs, access those teachings, and build their businesses and create epic lives. So you want to be thinking about maybe creating that ladder if that's a model that works for you. If not, you know, decide what your model is. Some people have a super high ticket offer and that's all they do. I've heard of like a million pound coaching for a year. So it's all out there. It's all happening. The last thing that I just want to touch on, and this is super important, is that the extra mile is never crowded. And this is something that I really live by in my business and in serving my clients the extra mile is never crowded, so I always go the extra mile for them. How can you go the extra mile for your clients and customers to really powerfully serve them? So they have the most incredible experience, the most incredible transformation. And, you know, they're then telling their friends, their family, they're sharing on social media, whatever it may be. And also, you know, for me, this this is what allows me to, like, feel like I'm in integrity as well. You know, I want to make sure that the, the experience is... Over delivering on the expectation, not under delivering, not ever. So, I really want you to think about that. You know, how can you go the extra mile for your clients? How can you go the extra mile in your business? So I hope that was full of amazing tips. Please do let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Take a screenshot of you listening. Tag me on Instagram at I am Alexandra Maria. I love seeing your messages. And yeah, if there are more solo episodes you want, just drop me a message as well because I'm totally open to suggestions. I love sharing all this wisdom with you. And if you are looking to take things to the next level, if you are looking to join one of my programs, I'm going to put a link in my bio with my website. So they're all obviously listed on there. But what I really encourage you to do is just send me a DM. You know, I love chatting to you ladies. I've said it a million times before, but just slide into my DMs. Just let me know where you're at, whether you're at self-discovery, whether you're starting a business, whether you're scaling your business, and we can just go from there. So I'm sending you all lots of love. I hope you have a beautiful week I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did to make sure you never miss an episode make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review, to say thank you I will be sharing with you my ultimate guide to finding your own powerful soul yes, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot it and email a copy to hello at alexandriamaria.co.uk. until next time